here's an example of conflict. We're, we'll get to clockwise in a bit. We're just what's the, define conflict? I, I just said conflict is when you have you go to do something in the world. Okay, oh, the world sorry, reacts you, differently. I'm sorry, sorry, you did. I did. Yeah, I said I did. That. You know, I just completely tuned you out for maybe <laughs> it's like ten minutes. <laughs> Where are we up to? Hello and welcome to the Story Toolkit. I'm Basim El-Wakil, co-author of Action, The Art of Excitement with Robert McKee, and joining me is Luke Lionel, writer and part of the McKee Storylog team. So today we're going to talk about an episode of Black Mirror. Yes, why the voice? I, I just thought Black Mirror is scary. <laughs> uh, or something, right? Isn't it supposed to be scary? Do you or... want to do the intro again in full scary voice? So today... We're going to be... No, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm smiling too much. Um, as always, uh, do get in touch if you uh, have any uh, um, if you have any thoughts, whatever, uh, wh- whatsoever. But uh, if you have any ideas for things you would like us to talk about, um, TV shows, movies, books, or whatever, then um, we're on Twitter at The Story Toolkit, and uh, you can email us direct through the website, thestorytoolkit.wordpress.com. Uh, also, if you're listening through iTunes, take a minute just to drop us a little review. That would help us in our quest for world domination. Again, only five-star reviews. <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's go. Okay. So it's appropriate that we talk about only having five-star reviews, considering we're going to talk about yes. one episode of Black Mirror, which is the nosedive episode. It's the first episode of the third season. Yes. Um, it is the episode with Bryce <laughs> Dallas Howard and Excuse me. Alice Eve. Alice Eve is her name, isn't it? Um, I do not know. Well, the from Star to that Trek question. into Darkness, and anyway, it's her. I think her name's Alice Eve. It doesn't matter. Bryce, <laughs> that, like it's about. Anyway, you don't bring it up. I, shush! It's too late now. So Nosedive is about this podcast and how quickly it crashes and professionalism. No, uh, Nosedive is an episode about Twitter, basically, and social media. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's and media um, it's that episode. It's the first episode of season three. And uh, it's it's pretty much the best episode of the season. I mm. haven't seen all six episodes. I've seen four of them, and this was the only one that you I struggled. didn't hate. You, you struggled, didn't you? Yes. I mean, I this struggled is, is, is not a. Is, here's the thing: for, for <laughs> to provide a little context to to listeners, we've been asked a couple of times uh, our thoughts on. Black Mirror. Yeah. Um, and uh, I haven't seen every single episode of the previous season no I haven't I've, seen I've, I've, I've seen a number um, I've seen yeah. a few although there's only three episodes in season one and three episodes in season two oh. um, but I've seen a couple um, right and and I enjoyed them greatly so going into this one my hopes were high oh I see um, and I think there were highs and lows for me but I tolerated it a bit more than you did which uh, is generally the this, case this is by why one of the reasons why I uh, did that tweet uh, last year if if there's a show you want us to talk about and we don't like it, should we leave it alone or rip into it? Yes, yeah, so, that, that so was Black the Mirror problem. and Westworld were the two because I hadn't seen Westworld at the yeah. time, but I was worried I wouldn't like it. I liked Westworld, but I didn't like Black Mirror. In fact, Bla- soon- Black Mirror, like I, I really found almost obnoxious. And this, and this is the problem. As soon as Black Mirror yeah. came out, I watched it and I, and I said, you have to watch this because I really feel like we should do an episode, uh, yeah. do, do a podcast episode on it. Um, 
but part of the problem was getting you to finish watching it. Yeah, and also, it took me, also I think we it took me three tries to watch yeah. the sixth episode. And oh, jeez, um, the bees. bees? Um, and also, it um, yeah, there was just that the, the conflict um, yeah. between do do we do the episode on something actually that we didn't enjoy? But yeah, um, right, especially when we know the reason people want us to talk about it is because, because they, they like it. it. Yeah, which is different. You know, if, if we do something that we don't like. Uh, that we thought was a mistake, but people haven't asked us specifically because they like it. It's less of a yeah. problem. But so the reason we're doing this episode of Black Mirror is because one, it's the one we both kind of enjoyed. I liked yeah. it yeah, to some yeah, extent. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't bad at all. It was nice. It was a nice short the little way, anthology the, story. I liked it. The way I describe it to people is that it feels like the most complete episode. Yeah. And it does. And it's and it's nice. Uh but what's interesting about it is um that the episode, while nice and interesting and fun, actually has a sort of significant problem in it that I, that we decided was actually quite interesting to talk about. Um, and yes, well, I was going to uh, you know if you had something to add, I'll, no. I'll push. You. I was no? going to jump into it. No. I was going to say yeah, just jump into, just run through the synopsis, and then, we'll, then we'll get into yeah. So the synopsis of the story is it's set in an indeterminate time and place, which I quite like, and. Um, what happens is uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's character, the whole world is sort of, at least her world, you know, her civilization, is run by social media. And so everyone is ranked on social media and you have just one number. And so you're like either a 1.2 or you're a 3.4 or you're a 4.6 or whatever. And it's out of five, it seems to be. Yeah, yeah. And um, and so people are ranked, and the higher your rank, the more money you have, the more respect you have, the more opportunities that you have. The, the big lower, thing, yeah, the yeah. whole point—it's built around the whole. Yeah. So basically, people are ranked by one specific number. And the important thing right? is that on this app, you rate other people in day-to-day life. Right. Yeah. So they go around. You can just like everything's connected. Are you wearing contact lenses? Mm. So whenever you look at somebody, you see their number. And your phone immediately is con- connected with everyone else's. So as soon as you see them, you just kind of like gesture at them to rank them up or rank them down. Mm. And um, so people go around and they smile and they keep ranking each other. And they take photos of what they're eating and they put that online and people rank their photos. But no one's really talking to each other. And so the episode, that world is kind of an attack on how people use their phones and how people sort of don't live real lives, they live fictional social media lives, and that those lives are far too important in the real world because it seems to determine your job, etc., etc. So it's just, it's a huge sort of abstraction or extrapolation of what they think is a problem in society with social media. Um, and, you know, it's extrapolated to a point where if you really start to think about it, 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 some, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Uh, <laughs> it's too chaotic, right um it's really way too chaotic for a, a system and the integers aren't enough but uh you, you know there's a sort of allegory here with money with salary right yeah I'd, i mean there's an allegory here and it's it's nice it's actually nicely felt, done it's it's funny because we did that episode on matrix and building the rules of your world yeah. and and every single black mirror episode has to build the world and yeah we talked about not pushing up too hard against the glass or it'll, it'll fall down yeah. it's the the thing I always found with Black Mirror is you, 
it's best not to think too hard about that no, if, if you're going to get any enjoyment. The problem is, though, a lot of people, when they watch it, they like to. Sure. And so it, doesn't yeah. handle, it can't handle that weight. No. Um, but it's nice. It's nicely done. It's a simple allegory. You get it. You get the point of it. Um, and it works. Um, and then the story, basically, Bryce Dallas House ca- character, she wants to get a new house. And uh, to get this wonderful house, she has to have a higher ranking. And so she can. And this, I love this idea. She consults a social media expert, someone who's who's supposed to help her increase her standing in society, like a life consultant. Yeah. And I like that idea a lot. I thought that's really that's really quite insightful. Um, so she goes to consult someone like that, and they say, give her an idea of what she needs to do, in order to get a higher level, in order to get the house, and so on. And she's given the opportunity. Her, one of her old school friends, they used to be really close. She's like a four point seven or eight, something very high like that. Yeah, do you, the, uh, isn't I, she? I forget exactly. Yeah, she she's yeah. like four seven or four eight, but there is a th- you there there is a threshold, isn't there? Like, yes. Um, that she needs to break, and like anybody above that yes. threshold is considered like elite. I think it might be what she needs. To I get think it's for the four house. five. Is four, it four, four, five? Five, I think so. It's, 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 anyway, so the point is, regardless of these specific numbers, yeah, sorry, because um, <laughs> um, she she gets this opportunity, and the woman says, "I want you to be my maid of honor and give a big speech at my wedding. There'll be lots of really high-ranking people there." Okay, so this is her chance. Looking at the guest list, this is her chance to easily crack uh, the four point three or the four point four ceiling that she's facing, right? So she obviously takes it, she starts thinking about it, and she does it in a way that is completely insincere. Uh, This whole wedding that she's going to, the whole point of it is how she can increase her standing. It's not about her friend's marriage, it's not about her being happy, it's not about supporting her friend, none of that matters. What really matters to her is the social standing, right? So she's being very insincere. She's rehearsing when she's going to cry during the speech. <laughs> Things like that, right? Yeah. Which is just brilliant. And so she's going to go to um, the wedding and it's far away. She has to get a plane, okay? First thing that happens... Uh, by the way, we've seen um, in this world what happens when you lose standing. And one of her colleagues has lost standing and he gets fired. Like, they won't even let him in the building anymore. He's not, he hasn't got the clearance to enter the building where he works. Okay? Because his, his standing drops so low. And once his standing drops, he's like, he's begging for ratings. And people won't give him ratings. So, there's a very strong allegory that, you know, the social media is essentially money. Mm. Okay? Um, like, money is tied to popularity and social graces and so on. So, um, so she's being very insincere and so on. And she steps out of her house. She has an argument with her... I, th- I think he's her boyfriend or husband, right? Uh, they never specifically state, if I remember. I right. remember. Anyway, the guy she's living with. She has an argument with him saying, you know, I- I'm stuck in a house with a skanky three-point, you know, nephew. Mm. Uh, right? So, so she's got... <laughs> she, 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 she like has this big argument. She storms out. She bumps into a woman as she's going for a cab and spills the woman's coffee on her. And the woman is like a 4.8, and she just ranks her down a bit. So she's dropping from 4.2 a little bit. Um, Then she gets in the cab, 
The cab driver hates her. She gets off at the airport and the cab driver ranks her down and now she's dropped to 4.1. When she gets to the plane, she can't get on the plane because her ranking is now too low. Uh, the flight got cancelled, she can't book a ticket, etc, etc. So she causes a huge furor, a big ruckus because like, hey, I want a flight and all that stuff. She hasn't got the ranking to do it. The security guards come along and they give her like a double down thing or something it's called um and they basically punish her with the idea anytime now someone ranks her down she loses twice the amount yeah they also give her a temporary uh, it's like a 24 hour one point down so she already drops down to three points that's something. right exactly yeah that's quite right yeah so she drops right down to 3.1 and then any further points she loses are doubled yeah that's right so that's the thing so she has to be on her best behavior right so she leaves and she tries to rent a car. She rents a car, but she can't rent a very good car because her rating is so low. Um, it runs out of electricity because all the cars in the future are, or at this time are all electric. So the car runs out of battery. She can't charge the car. She gets on the... Um, she, she hitchhikes with a trucker. This woman is a one, I think. Mm. And she just doesn't care about this. She says, I used to be like you, then my husband died. I don't care about this stuff anymore. Okay. She gets off this person. She then tries to hook another ride, uh, hitchhike another ride with someone else. And she hitchhikes a ride with a bunch of uh, sci-fi conventioneers uh, by pretending she loves their show. And uh, it comes out that she doesn't love the show because she gets a call and told not to come to the wedding. So why? Not only are you late, I don't want you here anymore. Why don't you want me here? Because it was really good for me to have a low-standing person be the maid of honor at my wedding. But you're too low-standing now. Like a four-point-something was one thing, but a two? You know? So it turns out that not only was she insincere in giving the speech, but the person who invited her was totally insincere as well. She was only asking her. So it was, both of them were using the other person to increase their social standing and you realize the marriage has a social standing, they, none, of them, none of them care, okay, about the other person. But she's determined to get to this wedding. And so the, the conventioners, the sci-fi geeks, they kick her off the bus, realizing she's, she's lying about everything. They demote her. They, she then st- uh, borrows a motorcycle, gets to the wedding, crashes the wedding, gives her speech tries to have the fake crying at the right time um, gets really angry yells at everyone it tells them all that they're all hypocrites and then as she's being dragged away begs to stay and be a part of them and she gets put in prison and in prison they take out her contact lenses so she's not part of the grid anymore they lock her in a prison uh, in a cell and opposite her cell is a guy in a suit who clearly has had sort of the same day and they just start swearing at each other and, and enjoying the fact that they can just say what's on their mind and swear at each other. Uh, and that's the episode. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I've missed some bits here and there, but... It that, that, those but those are kind right. of broad strokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all, that ending, by the way, is... is yeah, it was is cute. The bit, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the bit that stuck with me. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, it, it's... So, I mean, one of the problems I had with, with this episode was that it's cute... And it's fun, but it it really it, it just it just smacks of people who don't read. <laughs> I don't know how else to phrase this. Like it just feels really superficial. Um, 
which is ironic because it's it's about superficiality <laughs> but it's like I feel like there's a lot more to the toxicity of social media than they're getting into like it's it feel it feels really kid glovey and I don't think you mean there's many different aspects to social media that are worthy of attack rather than just the superficiality of it yeah there's more there's more going on here like and also there's no there's no count like the the episode is very didactic as well sure okay Uh, there's no sense of like hold on it's actually not a terrible thing for people to be polite yeah (laughs) right like yeah the insincerity is a problem the narcissism is a problem but being polite is actually a good thing right um, and sort of saying you're free because you can swear whenever you want is not like it's not really what I would consider like a positive thing or necessarily freedom um, yeah. in that sense because it just means you're a slave to yourself now rather than to other people it just doesn't yeah. work for me but anyway the, the point is like it's cute it's fun it's nice enough okay I, okay well I'm brushing past that yeah. and let's get to um uh, the, the the major problem with it. Yeah, so the major problem with it is that it doesn't actually have any conflict in the story. Um, it sounds like it has conflict, the way I was describing it, right? She goes to do this thing, it doesn't work. She does this thing, and that doesn't work. And then on and on it goes until she finally gets arrested. Things get worse and worse and worse for her, and then you know, it sounds like there's conflict in this story. But there actually isn't. Um, what it has is contrivances not conflicts okay and one of the things it's worth pointing out is uh, I remember telling you this you and Jason this when you were writing an episode for a sitcom oh yeah yeah and you were, in yeah. Your, your idea of it was that they get it was about a band and they couldn't get to the gig yeah and I was saying the major problem with this is the series of contrivances that are needed because in our day and age, it's almost impossible to do this. Yeah, uh, it's just going to end up with contrivances because you haven't built in why they can't get there. It's too easy to get there now. It's impossible to be stranded, right? In certain way. in certain areas of the world now, it's yeah. just impossible. And what's worse is, um, sorry, not what's worse, but what's funny is that. Also, people have been saying this about a lot of old episodes. Like, there's an episode of Seinfeld where they, it's like, it, there's a fun thing of like watching a sitcom and realizing this entire thing is solved if people have mobile phones. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. It, once you have a mobile phone in the world, this entire storyline. Besides an episode solved. of Friends as well that does it when they they run out of petrol, they break down and they're, they're stuck out by a gas station that's not that's shut down or something like that. Is that in Friends? It's in Friends, yeah. They're on the way out on, on holiday and um, um, if the, I, I forget how it plays out, but they're, they're stuck somewhere. Yeah, basically. but this this was like a thing that used to happen a lot in a yeah, lot of things. Yeah. And you realise now it doesn't work. Like one of my favourite films is Midnight Run. Okay? I love this film. And a lot of Midnight Run involves Robert De Niro having to get Charles Grodin somewhere, right? But he can't... <laughs> He has to keep. He can't get in. Then they keep getting stranded and lost. And like he has to co- call Joe Pantiano from a letter from like a phone box to explain where they are. And it's just great. Um, and then there's a whole film about this called Clockwise, which yes. stars John Cleese. And the Clockwise film, John Cleese plays a headmaster, and he's going to be given sort of a headmaster of the year award. Okay. Um, 
and it's a really big thing and he has a speech planned and he has to get to the place and he screws up he gets the wrong thing and they have to drive there and of course because they don't have mobile phones or anything like straight away the first thing is like his wife drops him off at the train station he misses the train he comes out he can't get a hold of her he calls her right he calls her landline at the house but she's gone out shopping yeah that's it he can never you can't get hold of this woman it's done now right today that would never happen today you would just tweet her right or just call her on the phone whatsapp her there's like so many ways to get a hold of her now um plus that that's not even including telling the people that you're supposed to be meeting um or getting an uber yeah or anything right so the the whole the whole i mean clockwise i think was made in the early 80s i think it was yeah or late seventies, I think. I, I think, think it, I something I like that. Think it was eighties, but yeah, I, I think so. Uh, it's it's around that time. I think it it might have been just after a fish called Wonder, actually. So maybe it's late eighties. Point being, point being, no mobile phones. Yeah, no internet. Uh, <laughs> his speech, he loses his speech, and it's just like, dude, print off another one. And <laughs> none of this stuff exists anymore. So it's funny. So you watch Clockwise, and everything in Clockwise works very well because that world at the time, those things can happen. Mm. But now to take that story and do it in um, in first world countries like England or places in Europe or America or whatever, Canada, it becomes untenable. Just the concept becomes untenable. Mm. So then you have to come up with a reason why these characters can't just call, can't just sort this out easily over the phone and stuff and so Black Mirror has this sort of fictional world and they say she can't afford things because this 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 like all these things that are built around a social standing she can't do them now because the social standing has dropped mm. and so on and you go fine and it's, as a result it feels very dystopic and you know like really really confining and um, uh, uh, and uh, oppressive and um, but the problem is it's still contrivances it's not actual conflict. So the difference is, please, between contrivances and conflict. Right. So the con- a contrivance and a conflict... So to understand, here's what conflict is. Conflict is the character acts a certain acts in a certain way to get a certain result, okay? The world reacts in a different way. And as McKee would point out in the story, this is called the creation of the gap, right? Gap between expectation and result, Okay. So they act a certain way, the world reacts a different way, there's a gap that they now have to overcome to get what they want, or they have to do something else to get what they want. However, the gap creates insight into the characters in the world. You go back, it's not just that it's been set up, because Black Mirror sets up its contrivances, okay? Mm. It's that when it opens, when the gap opens, we learn something we didn't learn before, okay? Contrivances character goes to do something something stops them the world reacts a different way than they expected but just that one time essentially it's coincidence yeah okay even if it's set up even if you set up the fact that hey if she loses her points this happens so i'm going to set up the point losing thing because uh, uh the person with the coffee and the taxi driver i'm going to set up that people can tell she's insincere by showing you all these insincerities and that's why people won't like her etc i'm going to set up her rage by showing this it's still a contrivance when she just bumps into the person on the state in the street like she bumps into that person 
and spills the coffee, what do we learn about the characters in the world that we didn't learn before? When she gets out of the taxi, what do we learn about these characters and the world that we didn't know before the taxi driver ranked her lower? When she goes to the airport, what do we learn? We learn that they have a system of permanent, of temporarily giving someone a 24-hour period, cool-off period, of your your point is now one lower. Like, we learned some of the security systems that they have. That's about it. Yeah. So, but what are we learning? We're nothing. So, every time she goes to do something and something stops her from ha- from getting what she wants, it's just a contrivance. Because we know all this stuff already. We know how this world works. So, it's just contrivance, 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 contrivance. So, what's, what's the difference between that and conflict? So, in Clockwise... Here's an example of conflict. We're, we'll get to clockwise in a bit. We're just what's the, define conflict? I, I just said conflict is when you have you go to do something in the world. Okay, oh, the world sorry, reacts you, differently. Oh, sorry, sorry, you did. I did. Yeah, I said I did. That. You know, I just completely tuned you out for maybe <laughs> it's like ten minutes. <laughs> <coughs> Where are we up to? I, I'm I've ranking been, you lower. I've That's been, it. Whoop. <laughs> whoop. I I was supposed to make notes and I drew a puppy dog. Did you really? No, I didn't. <laughs> I wish I could draw a puppy. Wait, wait, wait. Let me see your notes. Let me there, see. There your are notes. various. What's this? That's 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 like a dartboard. Is that a dartboard with a bone on it? I don't. <laughs> what is that? Oh, no, the veil. <laughs> the veil okay, has what? been lifted. Oh, <laughs> what's happened? This is brilliant. <laughs> this is excellent. This is my finest episode. Oh, wow. This is going really well. So, how's that for Gap, right? <laughs> do you want to talk about Gap? Like, we're doing the podcast. Expectation will just do the podcast. In the middle, Luke tells me to do something. I'm reading. Why haven't you done it? I was doodling dartboards with bones on it. <laughs> right? And now we've got some insight into these characters in our world that you didn't know about before, which is that this is a seat of the pants of, like, improv. Like, <laughs> I think the only saving grace here is that you we, we've made it, in, or you have made it into a teachable moment. You wanted an example, Luke. I give you the FBI. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, let's get back on track. So, define conflict. <laughs> what the point? You're you literally back on, on, back on track, like back on the track. Let's just reset things. Back it up about eight miles and let's go over this again. Um, no, that one was a joke. It's a joke. Um, <laughs> clockwise. 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 So- Clockwise. Uh, so just let's get, let me remember where we were. Okay. So the contrivances that uh, stop Bryce Dallas Howard from getting to the wedding. Um, the the that you when she gets when she spills the coffee when the taxi driver knocks it down when the airplane thing doesn't work. These things that you, we don't get any insight into this world that we didn't already have. We don't get any insight into this character that we didn't already have. These are just contrivances, right? Things are getting worse, so in a sense they are progressing. But she's not risking anything more than she was risking before, really. Um, I mean, I guess in a way she's risking more of her standing than she was before. Um, but if things are, are progressing and getting worse, but they're just contrivances that are slowly making things worse for her. Um, 
In Clockwise, however, he goes to the train station. Okay, John Cleese goes to the train station and he asks the conductor where his train is. And he says, I, 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 I probably get the line somewhat wrong, but he says, the train to wherever it is, you know, Shepway, whatever. The train to Shepway, whatever, is on the left, right? And the guy goes, right, right, right. And storms off and gets on the train on the right. <laughs> on the, he gets, he gets, no, he gets the train on the, he gets the train on the wrong platform. I can't remember. See, this is the thing about that gag. I love that gag. It's like the whole point is you can't tell what platform he's supposed to get, right? So he goes on the wrong platform, right? Like he goes on the left platform. And it was, of course, the train's on the right platform, okay? He gets on the wrong platform. He sits down. He puts his script on the table. He's going to rehearse his script, his speech. And he hears the call for the train that he wants to get on. And he goes, this, and he says to the guy opposite him, is this the train to so-and-so? And he goes, no. It's that train pointing at the train that's running away, about to leave. And he goes, and he gets off the train, but leaves the speech on the table. And then he realizes that, rushes back to the train, but that train leaves, the other train leaves, he misses both trains, he's lost his speech, done. Okay? So, and it's a cute little gag, you know, the train I want is on the left, right, right, right. <laughs> it's just a cute left, right gag. Now, the thing about that, the reason that's not a contrivance is that expresses something about the character and the world we didn't really understand before. He's winning the Headmaster of the Year Award, okay? The Headmaster of the Year Award is being given to him, why? Because he's this amazing Headmaster who's really on time, really punctual. We've seen this already. He's really on time, really unpunctual. We know all that about him. But what we didn't realize is that he doesn't switch off, okay? He never switches off. He talks to a conductor, he asks him a question, and yet he already presumes he knows the answer, because he's so used to dealing with children. Okay? So he goes in, and he's basically, he asks someone for information, but doesn't listen to the information. He just presumes he already knows it. He's asking for confirmation of what he already knows. The guy doesn't make it clearer for him, because the guy is intimidated by him, right? Because he's a headmaster, and you realize that this guy being a headmaster is that nature of himself plays out throughout the whole world. This is a world that this character's way of behaving in school, like he's in charge of everything. He runs everything. He knows everything. He's the one who makes commands. When he goes out into the world, people still treat him the same way because everyone went to school and everyone knows how to respect a headmaster. And so the, he's meeting a guy the same age as him, right? But the guy treats him like a headmaster because he is a headmaster. And that's sort of ingrained into you, okay? So straight away from this little, little tiny little scene, it's not a contrivance, it's conflict. And we realize that this character's way of looking at the school system, of being in the school system that's very harsh and very oppressive and so on, and that he's being awarded for it, we're going to see the chaos unravel him now. We're going to watch him unravel as the story goes on and how um, how that school system is very insular. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we, get, we get insight to the whole character just from that one little moment. So that's, that's conflict. It's not just a contrivance that he gets on the wrong train at the wrong time. It's he gets on that train at the wrong time specifically because um, the world reacts differently to how he expected it. The world doesn't tell him when he's wrong. Just on yeah, on that yes, because I want to I want to loop back around to a couple of things yes, um, uh, but one important question: when you say 
uh, conflict reveals something about the world. Can that be anything within the world up to and including um, revealing something about character? Yeah, yeah. Because it, it, you, you, yeah, because yeah, you, you you mentioned the point that in in the clockwise example, it reveals something about his character and the way yeah. he interacts with other people. Yeah. So when when we when you say world, you mean the story world. The story world. Yeah, sure. I mean the characters, the themes, everything. You yeah. get some sort of insight that you didn't get before. Yeah. Um, and that's the difference between contrivance and conflict. Now, at the beginning of the story, contrivance is a somewhat more acceptable. Right, I mean that makes sense. It's hard to have Coincid- coincidence is fine at yeah. the beginning of the story because you can use it to set yeah, up. Yeah, and also, but particularly with contrivance, it's okay because the world doesn't exist for you to get insights into it anyway. Sure. So it's okay. It's more tolerable. Yeah. But as the story goes on, it becomes less and less tolerable until you get to this point where it's just like uh, with 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 Black Mirror. It's a forty-five minute episode, and I don't think she's on the road for the first twenty minutes or something. So like half the episode's gone. Yeah. Like at some point, you've got to start showing us something, right? Yeah. And they yeah. don't. Well, that's a perfect point to loop back around then. I just wanted to loop back around to yeah. the actual episode and the, um, uh, the the contrivances she goes through. Yeah. Just to kind of clarify that. So, um, the first one, because like I said, the first 15, 20 minutes or so yeah. is setting up the world. Yeah, explaining um, how this get, world works. Yeah, and, we yeah. get the inciting incident. Yeah. Um, so the first contrivance is she bumps into somebody. Yeah. Right. And spills their coffee. Sure. And that's a contrivance because... Well, there's nothing... We don't learn anything. <clears throat> it's just random. Yeah, she just bumps into them, says, I'm sorry. The person marks her down. What do we learn? That this world is about appearance and spite and so on? We knew that already. How could you... Oh, I see. So... We knew right. everything about this. Because that's already been revealed to us. Yeah. Could that be placed in a different part in the story, say, at the beginning and used to reveal that? Um, the inciting instant requires that you already know that. Sure. Okay. What you really need to do is you need to build... This is why when I was saying earlier, you know, it's cute, but it's very superficial. Yeah. So that's why you need it to find out more about how this works. Um, like, how... <clears throat> how deep do certain, do certain things go the, the, the problem with the episode is there isn't really enough here for 45 minutes that's the thing with the idea itself yeah the idea of her being stranded I mean why this twitter idea okay this nosedive idea you want to go what if everyone is ranked socially why would you then take this archaic idea of someone not being able to make it in time to something else if your whole society is built on the interconnectedness between machines and stuff why then are you doing this thing where she can't get to a certain place at a certain time I think there's a disparity between it, the it, actual the, 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 the plot that's being told yeah I, do, I don't see world. how this story of her trying to get to a wedding on time exposes or expresses rather what it is about the allegory they want to express with you I don't get it. For example, I don't see the nose the the I don't see the whole oh I have to get to the wedding to be the interesting part of the story. Mm. I think the interesting part of the story is the insincerity she has in the speech. Yeah. It would be much more interesting to see her at the wedding pretending to be nice to people who are also pretending to be nice to people and no one cares about anyone else. Yeah. And no one actually likes anyone else. And it's just a big social event for who? 
right? Yeah. The emptiness of the wedding, I think, would be far more interesting to see than this. I don't get why this is the thing that she's doing. Yeah. So the problem with all these contrivances that we, we're going to go through is the solution to them is why is going to always be why is she on the road? Mm. Why have you chosen that to be the thing? So the way because the reason to, the reason it's not working is because there's nothing about the world that's being expressed through those choices. We're not learning anything. No, there's nothing new being expressed. Yeah, we're, uh, the, exactly. The we're not learning anything new about this world. Point I was going to yeah that that I was just getting to after you um um the way you defined the mm. that the the real problem with the her bumping into somebody yeah. doesn't reveal anything new no. when you flip through the rest you realize it's you realize it's the same it's the same revelation except we already know it so therefore yeah. it's not a revelation so the cab yes the cab driver is mean for, for no reason well it's not that he has no reason he's mean to her because she's insincere and annoying Right? Which we know already. Yeah, which we knew already. There's no, we're not learning anything new about Yeah. It. The plane situation yeah. reveals that... She's she, angry. She's angry. She cares about that ratings. Yeah, we, knew we knew that already. That already. The car situation... As I say, the plane thing, the only thing that really reveals is that there's that system for yeah. penalizing people. That's it. Sure. The car reveals we learn that, that there's electric cars. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ed, I was going to say, reveals that... Um, there are certain parts of society that you can't access without a high rating. We knew that already. Which we knew already. Yep. Okay. See that that's that's sorry. That's a, a tangible way of, of saying see, there's a problem with those scenes. You see, here's one. It's interesting. If this, the whole point of nosedive, the whole point of that episode, is that people act differently on social media, and that. I, mean, I don't even know if they're aware that this is what it's about, but essentially people used to be famous for something, and now they're famous for being famous, right? There's an emptiness to fame. Yeah. Okay? So reality TV shows and so on. And that essentially what social media is doing is turning people's personal lives into public reality TV. So everyone ha- everyone's Twitter feed, everyone's Facebook is essentially a reality TV show now. Mm. Okay? So everything's manufactured, everything's insincere. That's what they're essentially trying to expose, right? Mm. And it's very narcissistic. So if that's the case, shouldn't Nosedive be a story about someone like Jade Goody? Or another reality star. Right. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Jade Goody is, I should explain. Jade Goody uh, was, in a, was in a show, Big Brother, which I assume is everywhere, and you all know how Big Brother works. Yeah. Um, so she was in Big Brother and she won Big Brother people kind of liked her mm. um, and then they brought her back and she became very famous and very wealthy and successful then they brought her back um, onto Big Brother when they had a sort of celebrity Big Brother and in this one they brought her back specifically to cause more conflict in the house and one of the things that happened was she was a bit racially insensitive to the Indian woman Indian yeah. superstar in it. She she would say things like Papa Dom and Packy and stuff yeah. like that. And it was just childish stuff. I mean, Jade, you could tell Jade wasn't an actual full-on racist. She was just saying things to provoke her and be mean to her, right? Because she didn't like her. And, <clears throat> and the thing is, because it was all televised and people in Big Brother can't see what's happening outside, when she came out of the house, she was detested by everyone. And everyone hated her. 
for what she'd done and she was like I'm so sorry I didn't really apology 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 the Indian woman herself forgave her and was just like you know it's just she's just stupid that's it and then Jade Goody um, very young I don't even think she was 30 she got ovarian cancer and she passed away right she died from her cancer this was this woman's life right and it reminded me of two things it reminded me of what Alan Moore said about how in the past young people would go to sea for adventure and now people try to be famous that's the equivalent of the sea now people don't explore the sea they explore fame and right. then it's the same. And he goes, it's the same thing, you know. With the sea, people get washed up dead, and here we have people washed up, their cocaine bodies, cocaine-filled bodies, dead, and so on. And it reminded me also of uh, the way Aztecs used to do human sacrifice, which is they pick one person, and that person was treated as the incarnation of the god, because they had a cycle of gods, right? Mm. And that person was loved it. It was a huge honor to be selected. It was a huge honor for the family. They were treated wonderfully for a year and then sacrificed. People wanted to be sacrificed. And I was like, well, in a way that's more humane than what we did to Jade Goody because at least that's the, there's a cycle to that. Mm. And there's only one a year, right? Reality TV, we just chew people up as much as we want. There's no, there's no sati- satiating it, right? Mm. So, <clears throat> so if nosedive wants to talk about the way in which our society manufactures these things and it wants to be about how ephemeral and insincere that is and how you have to have this public persona and if you don't have it then you're going to lose all this stuff wouldn't it be more interesting if Bryce Dallas Howard in an attempt to get her house or maybe not even for that she lucks into becoming a sort of superstar right and she desperately tries to hold on to it. And every time she tries to hold on to this superstar thing, it causes her to nosedive. And so it's about her. What if Alice Eve was the character? The main character. Yeah. She lucks in to getting married to a guy who's much higher ranking than her. And so her ranking goes up. And then suddenly everyone wants to be at her wedding. And her wedding is going to be the most amazing, amazing wedding She's going to go through the roof, everything like that. And then she sleeps with someone else or her husband that she loves turns out to be an adulterer or a criminal. And then her ranking starts plummeting on her wedding. Yeah. And people, <laughs> the wedding, like, so her wedding starts plummeting and then you realize just how vicious this thing is. It's not just everyone's being polite and everyone is this it's also there's a sense of people want the higher up you go the more people are happy to watch you fall do you know that that love can switch to hate in seconds that kind of thing if that was do what no sorry it it was um uh, you were you were speaking the truth oh it was i i once i once said of um uh heat magazine which is uh for the american listeners just a well, it's this. It's an institution built on shame. Yeah. It's probably the Absolutely. most intelligent point I've ever said, and <laughs> I, I've been nosediving myself since. I see. Um, <clears throat> but it's true. We love yeah. to watch people fall. Yeah, some people... One of the reasons I hate sh- uh, the, um, the reality TV is the schadenfreude of just watching people and judging people on television because people point and laugh and go, I'm not that stupid to go on X Factor. Mm. You know? 
I'm not that stupid to be on Big Brother. I'm not that ridiculous. And then these people get paid a lot of money to be embarrassed. Um, and so it's but th- this this capriciousness between love and hate. You see what I mean? Yeah. That's that's an interesting thing. So the point being is like it, what they seem to want to talk about is how this woman's entire life is built on ratings and it's total and it's a complete insincerity it's a complete lie and we want to have a story which shows what happens the more she tries to be famous and loved the more she's hated until she's finally cast out of society okay um that this person who and by being cast out of society by not playing the fame game mm. she's now free to be herself mm. okay that's the point and my feeling is that story wants to be told from the point of view of Alice Eve's character. Bryce Dallas Howard's attempts to get to the wedding on time are not the best vehicle, Boomtish, oh, for expressing that truth. Right? Don't don't hate the game. Hate <laughs> uh, so, but you, none of your points are relevant after this. No, that's fair. You've enough. undone all the work. I've nosedived. <laughs> um, so. Actually, I think I think I did that for us about twenty minutes. Anyway, let's go. Anyway, so so my point being is that the reason these are contrivances in the world isn't is that ve- that that story vehicle that element doesn't actually give rise to the kind of story they want to tell. Yeah. So that's why when I say like it feels superficial and so on, it's like they had an idea for a world and they went, wouldn't this be cool? And they kind of went with their first idea and they didn't stop to really get into the depths of what this thing means and so, so what what you end up with is a series of contrivances a series of contrivances yeah um let's just talk about conflict quickly um yeah. because um there is conflict in the story isn't there there is there is some uh the main conflict is inside her which is on the one hand she is desperate to please everybody and yet she kind of hates everybody so yeah. <laughs> she hates everyone and so that's the conflict and that's what you'd want to see yeah that's kind that's of part- what you want to see dramatized which is again why I think focusing the story in one place is better because if you have a like all the conflict that's supposed to be happening is external yeah the society the the road the vehicles all those things are what's stopping her yeah supposedly and they are stopping her but they're just contrivances Whereas the actual conflict is, should, is coming from in herself, which is how does someone who hates the people pretend that she cares about them? Like, so on the one hand, she hates them, but on the other hand, she's like, she's desperate for their approval. So it would be, it would have to be about the lengths she has to go to in order to do that. Yeah, and also you'd have these things where she would go to do something, and then suddenly she'd find herself saying or doing something that she finds detestable. So she might, for example, hate somebody and go like, there's no way that person's coming to my wedding or whatever. And then suddenly she's asking her, begging her, please come to my wedding. Are we talking about Alex, Alice Eve? Yeah, I'm just thinking in terms of like how that character, how you would express sure. that thing. I mean, how would Bryce Dallas Howard's character express those things? I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things where I'm like... Uh, why why would we fix that when it's already not working 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay. what, what so, are we trying uh, well, to... Do you know what I mean? So what are we, what's trying to be salvaged here? It's like, well, uh, ra- I, I rather to... than talk about fixes then, it was yeah. more just focusing on the conflict in the, in yeah, the story. Yeah, trying cause... to get... It's, I was trying to give an example, but for yeah. me it was like, that's... Uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's just leading back to the the, the point you made it being in the difference between... The point I, I, I yeah. didn't listen to, the difference between <laughs> contrivances and conflict. Um <laughs> Okay. Is that um, what what we didn't go into at that point was exact and unless you did it whilst I wasn't listening was the <laughs> example of conflict in the story, and that's the example of con- conflict. Oh, a conflict it- in Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is there conflict in Black Mirror? Well, there is. There's the internal conflict. Yes, but is that expressed at some point? Yes, there is. Then that's the wedding speech. The wedding speech. Yes. Yeah. In the wedding speech, she go she shows up, and her point is, I'm going to win the crowd back. And then as she does the speech, her hatred for everyone comes flying out. Speech is great, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is. And she, her hatred comes flying out. She lambasts everyone, exposes all the insincerities and the lies, okay? And then, if she's being dragged out, she begs to... <laughs> so, like, that is... That's, a, that's it. That To me, that bit at the end, that character trait, that's what you want to see being built. Yeah. Um, over the course of the story and the 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 series of contrivances that get her there are just all they are there to do is to set up that she's at her last tether when she gives the speech but what I don't understand is why you don't need that you don't need to spend 20 minutes of her having a hassle getting to the to the wedding to put her in the position where she's gonna snap mm. You could do that just having her faced with what it... He, okay, here's how, here's how you could do it. Imagine this. She wants to be a 4.5 and above. Mm. That's how she wants to be. Okay? She hasn't thought about the amount of effort and dedication it will take to stay 4.5. Okay? So imagine you put her in the thing and it's the night before. She's at the party, the Hindu everyone's getting ready and all that stuff and the amount of effort it requires to be a 4.5 the level of denial self-denial the level of control all that stuff and she doesn't have it she gets sick of it within just one one night she's so disgusted and hating detesting it but she can't say that because it's someone's wedding and Mm. all that stuff and she sees the way people are acting and how everyone is too faced three faced four faced right and she can't handle it at all and she realizes in the quiet of her night that even if she pulls this off she can't maintain it she doesn't want it and worse if she reaches that level and starts dropping she'll be a has been and she'll probably lose what she already has right mm. She's going to snap <laughs> the wedding. You don't need to have all that stuff. Mm. You can instead expose the nature of what it takes to be famous all this time the, in this world. I, I made a note earlier that I wanted to come back to um, about uh, the the offer of her, of the of maid of honour. Yeah. So she's offered this maid of honour. Sorry, just quickly. The reason I think that would work is the people who write this, they know celebrity. And what a lot of famous people do is they pretend their lives are a lot better than they really are. 
okay? Because if these people's lives were so grand, why are they all addicted to drugs, right? Why are all their marriages failing if their lives are so great, if they have everything they want? Why are they so crippled with depression, psychological issues all the time? Um, Charlie Brooker, who is like the show creator, right? Creator and writes yeah. most of it. Yeah, he, not all of it. He did a thing in one of his news wipe, screen wipe things, yeah. where he talked about how when he first started out, he was so polite to everyone. And then he got so used to having gophers getting him everything that like he got to a point where someone like isn't giving him the thing he wants, he just starts screaming at them, like, where's my special you know, where's my specific thing and all that stuff. It's like he knows, even yeah. if it's on a smaller level, what that's like, okay? And how they all pretend on stage, like comedians, right? He's a comedian, he hangs out with comedians. Comedians on stage make jokes of everything. You get them off stage, they can't stop but talk about the hell of the world. Right, I don't so, think Charlie Brooker would describe himself as a comedian. You might, for what it's worth. <laughs> no, but he ha- he does all those com- comedy panel shows and things. Uh, yeah, right? okay, yeah. yeah. So I mean, he knows comedians if nothing else. Yeah, sure. So sure. he knows uh, the duality of celebrity. Yeah. So why not expose that? Isn't that what this episode's about? Isn't that what this thing is about? So why don't you sh- like? I can't help but think that. That these people, on the one hand, they look healthy and happy and everything, but like as soon as you turn, as soon as the camera's off them, they're on coke, mm. right? So, why aren't you showing us that that is the world that that woman's going to be in if she becomes a four point five? Sure, sure. You see know what I mean? So, I the question I was going to ask yeah. then was about she. She's offered um, the uh, the the wedding slot. Yeah. The, to to be maid of honor. Um, and it's the turn when she finds out um, when Alice Eve reveals her uh, when, when she says don't bother coming to the wedding anymore Yes. Um, because having a 4.2 was a novelty yes. because everybody at the wedding's 4.5 or above. yeah that's it yeah. And so a 4.2 was like this shabby chic like oh look yeah. I have one poor friend yes. kind of thing yeah exactly which is a wonderful turn right yes is that at the very least one example of conflict and revealing something yes. well. like that's not a contrivance no that's not a contrivance that's a, a wonderful turn that, that's a turn yeah yeah, that's a turn but if I remember that happens when she's on the bus with the science fiction people right yeah she's on she's on the road by by that point we've already had yeah. a whole this bunch of contrivances this is the last seven minutes of the show yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 the climax of the show is satisfying I think that's why people remember it fondly and why yeah. I enjoyed it right because the, the climax is fun it's nice Right? Oh, the the wedding and then the yeah. prison. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I thought that was nice. Absolutely. So like that's part of that. And I like the setup. Basically once she get what the whole problem with the show is the is the nose dive. Yeah. Right? Like that big section. And I was just thinking like why? And it's like, well, this doesn't feel like it's about what they want it to be about. This isn't expressing what they want to express. Sure. It's not there. There's nothing to it. Um and so and so what annoyed me about Black Mirror it's why I'm quite happy to be in talking general about or, or in general dive, it's why I'm happy to talk about Nosedive because I quite like Nosedive you know yeah. even though I have problems with it I actually it's, it was fun yeah um, unlike the others for me at least but one of my problems with Black Mirror <laughs> when you talk about Black Mirror it's, especially now it's like yeah. you the, you are so on the fence like wait you, yeah, I, I like this but you you I can. I know you're. It's like Bryce Dallas Howard. You just want to unleash, but you're the, being so polite about but it. But the thing is, the thing that because I don't know how much of it is 
my problem with the show versus my problem with fans of the show. (laughs) Because the fans of the show, people who, like, the reason Black Mirror went on my radar at all is because of the way people were talking about it. And I'm just, I I, I get distraught that people think this is the height of intellectual storytelling. And I'm just like, I I, Okay, question for you, though. Question for you. Something like... um, uh, this is, uh, to be honest, this is my growing problem with science fiction in general. Oh, so my question was related to that. Could, yeah. Do you have an example of something you would go to for this sort of um, intellectual nourishment? No, not in sci-fi anymore. No, not not anymore. Would there have been? Yeah, I think that I think Star Trek, the original Star Trek, X Files, Twilight Zone, just not anymore. Now, when I look at sci-fi, a lot of sci-fi and television feels like it's written by people. Who read a lot of sci-fi, but never read where those science fiction authors got their ideas from. Okay. They don't feel like Philip K. Dix or whoever. Yeah. You know, they they feel like people who read a lot of Philip K. Dick. Yeah. Um, it's like a photocopy of a photocopy. Yeah, it just feels like it feels like it's ve- it feels very insular and echo chambery, yeah. where it feels like people preaching to the choir and. They, you know, when I said at the beginning, like it feels like they don't read. It feels like they don't read outside of the Guardian. Like there's a there's a certain selection of sources they're willing to read from, and that's it. They won't read anything else beyond that. And so when I'm watching science fiction, the problem I have with a lot of it is it's seen it's very pretentious, like an art film would be. They're pretentious. They think I'm way more intelligent than they really are. Because they just don't read up on anything. And so, you know, Alan Moore, he's one yeah. I would go to, right? Okay. Alan Moore's a great example of this. And then he's the kind of guy Charlie Brooker would probably go to. Yeah. Um, but then I would go, well, hold on. If I, I want to understand more about Alan Moore, I have to read the original, like, Alan Quatermain novels that he's referring to. Mm. I have to read more about this thing and that thing and... You know what I mean? So it just feels like, and I, I don't, I don't want to just like, hey, because you know they, you know they're busy, they work hard. There's a sincerity to it, and I know fans of the show like it, but at the same time, I got so angry with some of these episodes because they were just so superficial, and this is what I'm trying to explain with with this nosedive. Like, I liked this episode; it was nice to watch and everything, but that superficiality is there and so for me it's like I don't want to I don't want to take out on the show something that isn't really the show's fault yeah sure well yeah this this is a good moment then to ask you know, I made that joke about Star Trek right yeah. the new Star Trek films how they're a two-star film but I treat them like a negative 300 film <laughs> yeah. like I similar with Black Mirror and sci-fi like my expectations are so high it's not fair for me to bash them so completely so that you. that's why like, I don't want to just rage against yeah, them because yeah, yeah. Like, I appreciate that they're trying but like if I were to say Nosedive is a like say it's a similar thing if I went like it's a um, uh, if I thought like what was the B episode whatever the B episode was State of the Union I forget what it was called that that ridiculous one or San Junipero or whatever and I, and I go that's like a two star story stop pretending it's a four star story or yeah. a five star story and I have to at the same time stop pretending it's a negative 20 <laughs> I have to like um, this is a good moment then to, to, to wrap this up it, yeah. based on all that what what do we need to take away as writers okay the difference between contrivance and conflict sure contrivance happens when the story events that you're generating 
aren't coming from your characters or from your worlds or from anything to do with that. It's simply, what can I come up with that makes sense that stops the character from getting what, from what they want but hasn't got any insight attached to it? Yeah. Versus conflict, which is what uh, can stop my character from going with and is an opportunity for me to tell story. See what I mean? Mm. It's not just a, as you would call it, a blocktopus. A blocktopus. <laughs> right? I love that. Yeah. It's not just it's not just a series of blocktopus <laughs> like contrivances stopping the character from getting somewhere. These are conflicts that eventually will bring something out of this world rather than just things that just keep keep it you think about it like they just they keep treading water they get worse but they're treading water treading water treading water, yeah, treading water. Yeah, yeah. they're not offering anything they're not deepening the world or the characters and as I say like the insight can be into the world outwards or it can be inside into the characters or it can be thematic and symbolic but something. something so that every step you want to find out what the next one is when you're watching Nosedive it's fun but you know what's going to happen every step of the way yeah because you go, yeah, something has to stop her from getting there. This thing happens. Yeah. You're, it's just treading water. And then at the very end, you go, oh, there's something about this character. And then it stops. I mean, it stops almost just as soon as it gets started. <laughs> right? What? what? Nosedive. Oh, right. With the when she's in the cell, yeah, it's like, yeah. now she's interesting. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's the th- difference, take, difference between contrivance and conflict. Like okay. a lot of stories will have contrivances, but they won't have conflict, mm. not actual conflict. And other times, yeah. So there you go. Okay. Okay. Done. Okay. Done. Done.